All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. What's going on, good people of the internet? It is time for OnComicsGrounds.com flagship podcast, panel to panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are back. We are back after our winter hiatus. We are back once again to talk about all the things going on with the comic sphere and comic culture. We are here once again. Ah, it feels good. It feels good to do that intro. I, I love doing it. Like Ever since we, I first created it, I've loved doing it. And it's good to have two of my favorite people back with me to talk about the stuff that we love and we care about. My name is James Portis. To my left, we have the Batwoman lover, the hardest worker that we have here at On Comics Ground. We have the, the woman who does not sleep, who is currently eating goldfish by the handful. Mary, how you doing? I really don't sleep, like, ever. <laughs> But I'm fine. Excellent. All right. And to my right, we have the man whose afro apparently will not stop growing, and he he is now single. Ladies, hit him up, Mister Travis. Oh my God, how you doing? He did not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my God. How are you, sir? How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on blast right now. Just oh, are you good? I'm trying to hook you up from your wig, man. It's cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm doing better actually. It's been kind of rough, but I'm things are looking up. Hey, that's what matters. That was that's what matters. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, all your favorite uh, listening platforms except for SoundCloud because we don't we don't support SoundCloud because their prices are too steep. Um, and we are able to, you can follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can also check out our website on comics ground on Twitter and Instagram at on comics ground. And you can check out our website every weekday for all kinds of new previews, solicitations, reviews, and op-eds about the comic industry. So make sure you check all of that out. All right. So you saw it on our Twitter, on our Twitter feed this past week, you saw the climax of it all play out on the screen this past week we are of course talking about the event that just 
stormed all over television broke down barrier after barrier when it came to cameos and appearances and lore and twisting things and changing com- continuity and just fusing everything into one giant souffle of, of amazingness but also some stuff i don't like but we'll get to that i am of course talking about the death no i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna spoil everything i'm of course talking about the crisis on infinite earths aka arrow's finally over i can celebrate Hi! But also, it has uh, two more episodes. I don't care. It's dead. The the show is over. Like we'll consider these the epilogue. It's over. That's how I feel. But no. Okay. So, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened. We had the first three parts before Christmas, and then they were like, "No, we're gonna be mean to you. We're gonna give you the last two parts after Christmas." That hiatus itself was the most torturous thing you could possibly do to humanity. And I, I, I just, damn. Especially on the, on, the, on the cliffhanger you did with it. Like, that's just torture right there. Like, Mary, were you, were you, were you as, like, 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 hurt as I was? Yes. Uh, I mean, my brain has been just been whirling with theory and speculation for the last, like, month and a half now. So... <laughs> I, I was legitimately shocked for them to do what they did and then to just turn around and go, mm, maybe not. That's fair. That's fair. Now, we're, we're going to go under the assumption that you have seen Crisis on Infinite Earth. So we're going to talk about all of the cameos, all of the spoiler discussions. So this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen it, go ahead and hop on the CW app or the CWTV website and check the five parts out and then come back and listen to this podcast. So we're going to dive in and first talk about these cameos. So before we, well, before that, we should probably give notice of the fact that, of course, Crisis on Infinite Earths was based on the original event comic, DC's really big event comic that's kind of, like, kind of started all of the events that continued all throughout of history. And now we're dealing with this stupid Creed versus Scroll Empire crap going on at Marvel and I'm not really happy about. But Crisis on Infinite Earths, written by Marv Wolfman and, and art by George Perez, started this entire trend that broke down barriers of how many characters could be involved in just such a climactic story. And we're trying to do that on the CW with limited characters and not as many as we could, but we're doing with what we can. So, with what we got, Mary, what were your overall thoughts before we dive into everything? Of all five pieces? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um... <clears throat> well, Crisis on Infinite Earth is one of my absolute two favorite comic book events, the other one being the death of Superman. So when I first heard that they were doing Crisis, I think I was more scared than anything, because th- this is an ambitious event, because the original motivation for the comic book Crisis on Infinite Earth was to take all of the properties that DC had acquired from, you know, the early 40s to the early 80s, stripping out what they wanted, and then compressing it all into one universe. So that's how we got things like uh, Plastic Man and Blackhawk. That's how we got them all in the same universe, was because of crap like Crisis. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of stunned that you said that 52 wasn't one of your most favorite events. Like, that kind of, like, that caught me off guard. 52 is a maxi-series. It's not an event. When, okay, fair. When I mean, like, <laughs> when I mean event, like, events, I mean, like, it's got tie-ins, yada, yada, yada. 
Okay. No, Fifty okay, Proof is my favorite book of all of comic books forever. But um, <laughs> so when I heard that they were doing Crisis, I called it immediately. That I knew exactly what they were going to do was to at least bring Supergirl into um, Earth One. Black Lightning, I was still a little shaky about because, you know, the advertising and narrative shift has just been so strong this whole time that I'm like, I could see it going either way. But no, as soon as I heard they were doing Crisis, I turned to Victoria and I said, they're, they're going to move Supergirl over. Uh, That's fair. What I was not expecting was for DC to go, oh, do you want multiverse? Well, fuck you, have the entire multiverse. And we mean everything. Like, that's what I was not expecting, was for them to go, oh, okay, shut the fuck up, have this. It's like, you get a cameo, you get a cameo. Like, everybody just kept coming out of the woodwork. Oh, and I painstakingly wrote all of them down. And and we appreciate you. And we're going to get into it. But Travis, (laughs) you you at the tail end of this whole thing. How, how, How are you feeling about Crisis so far? Uh, it's, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it for sure. It's, it's got all the cameos that I wanted. Um, and with the amount of stuff and people they're cramming into it, I think they did pretty well. Okay. Oh, absolutely. They, they pulled it off. I mean, if you want to do like a page to page comparison, like, no, fuck you. Of course, fuck you. Of course, it's not going to work. Oh, no. The OG is so fucking old i don't think it really matters anyway they did this because it was a it's a huge name and they could take an intellectual property and shove all of their stars in one show kind of solidifying mm-hmm. that the cw is just going to be the dc live action network for the next decade or so like I mean, yeah. and i'm gonna batten down the hatches right now and go and hide behind something after I say this, but broadcast TV superhero shows aren't a bad thing. And now I'm going to go run and hide from the internet. I mean, I I, I agree with that statement. Nah, nah, this is our show. We we say what we want. You can can add us, but we say what we want. So... I mean, I'm uh, I'm just saying, just give me a... No, 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 I heard that, James. Give me 30 seconds for a tangent. Go for it, go for it. But I, I mean the fact that you know, in large parts of the country, the CW is on is broadcast TV. It's not cable. It's not anything. Can you imagine having access to this kind of an event of this scope when we were kids? No, nah, because all we had was Smallville, and even that was like it, it didn't reach to this kind of level. I think like, the closest they got was like the Godzilla movies over time. Yeah, but I mean, like, how cool is that? That you know essentially speaking, pretty much everybody has access to something like this. Yeah. Like, so... It's kind of insane. Broadcast superhero shows are important, and they have TV they budgets, are. so... Shut up. Sorry. you're fine. I grew up really poor. Like, we didn't get cable until... We didn't get cable consistently until I was in high school, actually. Um, we didn't have uh, lasting home internet until I was in high school, so you know we we did a lot of broadcast TV, and I do have an affinity for it because of everything. And you know to think about the fact that you could have had, you could have had access to things like this. It's just it's a really cool thought for me, and that's why I'm just kind of like so I don't know 
butt hurt about jazzed. it. Jazz. Jazz. There we go. You're not even butt hurt. You 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 care about this stuff. That's what matters, bro. So, like for, for me, I like keep, keep in mind. I, I am one of those people that like also ding dong. The arrow's dead. The arrow's dead. The arrow's dead. Ding dong, the arrow is dead. Okay, cool. Um, I I I told Mary like behind the scenes that I was gonna do that, and no one could stop me. Um, I've been saying from the jump that when the CW first kicked off with all this stuff, when Smallville was dead and they started up Arrow, that Arrow was a mistake. I, I firmly think the direction that Arrow took was a mistake. I will stick by that to this day. But I accept the cultural importance of Arrow. I, I accept the cultural importance of Flash, Supergirl. Like, Legends, it, it, it's insane, and people like it. I, 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 you're valid. I, I appreciate you, but, like, it ain't for me. Um, like the, the the disrespect shown to like a couple of characters, like the JSA, I I, I don't like it. But like in general, I, I I appreciate what the CW has done. I think Black Lightning is the best, and no one can stop me from saying that. Um, but but in general, I appreciate what it's done, and I and and I I love Flash for for specifically Grant Gustin Barry, but like everything else, I want to throw it in a dumpster. Like I love. Um, Melissa Benoist as Supergirl, but like everything else around her, besides like Jean, I want to throw in a dumpster. Cause like, and then Arrow just throw the whole damn thing in a dumpster. Like, man, you didn't like Sexy Man Chocolate James Olsen? Boy, don't even get me started. <laughs> Hi, I'm James. I'm gonna be Guardian now. You know, let's not do that. But this man couldn't even show up for the freaking team up because he's busy being Jackson the Mortal Kombat movie. He wanted out. He what? Yeah, he's playing Jax in the new Mortal Kombat movie, and then they had like one of the um like like the reoccurring characters in Supergirl in the first episode of the crossover. It's like use his shield. She's like James left it for me. Um, the universe is ending. Is James that's, on one of these shifts? Is he dead? Like what happened? That's <laughs> oh, he's still in Mortal Kombat. That's his sister. See, I didn't know that because I don't watch it. But, like, so thank you for telling me that. But it's like might, might have to sit down with it, and I might have to chip away at you with using actual Supergirl continuity because some of it's pretty good. I mean, like I just, chip, I, I, I think, I, I think what burned me was like just a is starting on on CBS and b just like, like I, 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 I honestly, chip. I think, I think it was the Superman. I, th- I think it was I wasn't ready to let go Smallville. I'm still not ready to let go Smallville. So, yeah, and also the you, whole thing of, do, like... Effort. You do at least need to watch the Toy Man episode, because it is phenomenal. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I'm i opening to give Supergirl a chance, just like I gave um, Flash a chance. Like, I, 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 like I said, I love Grant Gustin to death. I, I just hate everything around him. Like, like, just... oh, like, oh, we're gonna have Vibe be Sheldon Cooper, but, like, not Sheldon Cooper. Like, it just... It, or we're, we're gonna have... Killer Frost be bipolar, but psh, get it? Bipolar. Like, and also his best uh, friend. Like, why? <laughs> like, that's how I feel. You're crying how I felt for years. And then all of Arrow just thrown in the dumpster. I hate it. Like, uh, the only good thing Arrow say, ever did was White Canary. That's it. Like, mm. I will say that Candace Patton is just too sexy to hate. And you're valid for feeling that way, and I, and I appreciate. I appreciate. Also, Keenan Lionsdale is sexy as hell. So I, I, I we're, 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 high five. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I got the controversial one for you, James. I got a couple for you here. Uh, symbolically, Tom Welling 
gave up his powers, so you should give up Smallville. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. We ain't there yet. I'm, let, me finish, let me finish my thought. I, I, I'll talk about that when we get there. Um, Travis, so, that is my favorite thing today. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that hurt we ain't there yet. I'll talk about that when we get there. But in terms of the like, when it comes to the crossover specifically, I, like I will go back and watch Crisis on Earth X and Crisis like the first Crisis thing for Infinite the, the Earths or whatever, and this because like any like major comic book fan, I like a good team. I may hate everything when it comes to Arrow. I may hate the, the universe around Flash, but I can't say no to a good team up. So when it happens, I I, I like tuning in. I love the Easter eggs, the things like that. And I say, with this one specifically, I love everything that goes down to it in it, especially killing Oliver Queen twice because it was very satisfying. But also, just everything involved in, like, John Cryer as Lex Luthor is the best thing since sliced bread, and I love it. Like, the only person, like, I, I, feel, I think next to Rosenbaum, he's probably my second favorite Lex Luthor. Well, no, Rosenbaum, then um, dude from Animated, Clancy Brown, and then... Um, Crier, I will say that firmly. Rosenbaum, Brown, and the Crier, because like, cr- like Crier just walks in. You don't expect Lex Luthor to have a beard, but he rocks it, and he's so beastly about it. And I, I love his snark and everything. And then everything going on in this whole team of is just phenomenal. The cameos work. So let's get into these cameos. So we're starting off from the top of the roster. We kick I- off. I'll I'll let you go through it, Mary. You made the list. I'll I'll, I'll let you go through it. Oh, I was just going to say that I tried to do these in chronological order as much as I could. But um, it's a lot of emails and phone calls and probably, like, cake sent. Like, hey, can you come back and do this, please? Um, Can you hop on a green screen for, like, five minutes? Right. So in the beginning of Crisis, we see all of these Earths being destroyed. And that's the first round of cameos that we get. And because each episode, I think in the first three parts, it opens with like a different Earth being destroyed. I know at least in the first two episodes. Yeah. But, you know, the evil antimatter wave is destroying the entire multiverse. So we're catching the last glimpses of some of these multiverses. Um, We have... um, Reporter Alexander Knox, played by Robert Wool, who was a bit character in the original um, 1989 Batman movie. And if you look closely, it's from Earth 89, so I found that to be supremely oh, that, entertaining. That was clever. And that was um, clever. he's holding a newspaper, and it's got this big thing. It says, Batman defeats the Joker, and it's this big picture of Batman, and it's actually uh, Jerry Ordway's artwork. Hmm. Uh, the next universe we see to go is um, two seconds from an episode of Titans. That made... But see, what I, what I looked up about this was the fact that it was unused footage from the, like, the finale, because originally Hawk and Dove were supposed to be in full uniform for the finale, and they ended up changing it. And like, the Doom Patrols there and everything, they ended up taking that and changing the, the finale because they were too busy doing with Doom Patrol, they didn't want to confuse viewers by having them in different costumes all the time and whatnot. So they decided to split them off in different universes and they changed the ending, but they used the footage because it made sense. But there's actually um, two individual shots of Titans. There's one we see in the beginning and one we see in the end. So it's a different difference in characters. But for the one in the beginning, it's just Jason Todd and Hawk. And that just made mm-hmm. all the Titans fans so mad. 
Yeah. Something I don't understand is that different factions of fans of different parts of the DC adaptations, like, it was the one time they all united to get really angry about something. I think it was the idea that, like, I think for me, it goes back to how in The Last Crisis, they had Justin Hartley's Green Arrow dead body on the ground saying that, like, it got killed by the by, by the, uh, the the Book of Destiny or whatever. I was like, that's kind of messed up, and I don't like that. <laughs> so I kind of get the vibe going down of, like, each world being deleted. Well, no, it's not that. It's, um, like, DC Universe fans hate the CW because of their low budget. The movie fans think everybody else sucks because it's not the movies, and then you have the, mm. the Snyder cultists who hate everything DC that's not the Snyder Cut. That's not, uh, you know, Snyder uh, That's what I'm talking about. Okay. See, that's, that's so weird for me, because, like, I know I'm going to trigger James right now, but Arrowverse mm. had a better death stroke than Titans did. Flat out. No, you no, it did not. It did. I will kill you. No, I've seen them this both. Was, no, I've nah, seen them nah, both. Nah, <laughs> I, no, because I have two. And no, I will firmly put my foot on the ground. No, that dude was a beast. This dude came in and destroyed these people. Arrow, no, denied. Their version of Ravager sucked. Titan's Rose was amazing, so no, I will no. Okay, I will give you Ravager, but Ravager is not Deathstroke and Manu Bennett fucking mint. Nah, man, nah, and take that TikTok meme out of here. I don't approve of that. You are, you know, no, denied. Okay, Barry, go on. Are you two okay? Nah, he triggered. No, we're fighting. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Um, and there were various uh cameos with other CW characters and events because we saw the Ray pop up, and he was a central character in in um two crossovers ago with uh, Crisis on Earth X, which is very, what, very good. That kind of messed up. Like, why would you delete him when you could have called him for the team up? Like, I don't get that. I don't know. They had to spend too much money on Tom Willing. That's fair. But no, <laughs> That's if, fair. if you're ever upset and you want to watch Nazis just getting absolutely destroyed, watch Crisis on Earth X. It's, it's very mm-hmm. gratifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the cameos on Earth-38, which is Supergirl's Earth, we see Will Wheaton running around like a crazy person with a doomsday side, saying, You uh, skipped one. Oh. Well, you, you I'm at one. Will Wheaton, so I'll, I'll circle back. Okay. But, um, the sign that Will Wheaton is holding is actually a reference to a sign that a doomsayer uh has in superman 2 when general zod and ursa and the rest of them are invading so that's a very specific very random cameo and i know will wheaton has done voice work for dc before Um, which makes sense like the will wheaton one of the nerdiest cameo of them all Mm -hmm. and uh the cameo that i skipped here in the outline um mistakenly of course was uh the the brief instance of we saw earth 66 and we see (laughs) um uh, Burt Ward, as in the original Robin Burt Ward, walking a German shepherd wearing his red and yellow sweater. And oh. does somebody want to do it for me? Go ahead, Travis. You did perfectly last time. Holy crimson skies! <laughs> it, it, that, pro- that probably hurt that he couldn't say Batman. That probably hurt him. Right? Him. Like, you, you keep waiting for it at the end. But no, it was it was brilliant and remarkable. And I know if Adam West had still been alive, they both 
they would have teamed up it would have been amazing but i appreciate that we could do a nod to the original batman tv show mm-hmm. considering that most of the cast is gone now mm. yeah that's that see that hurts to think about because adam west is gone eartha kit yvonne craig like it hurts bro Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that we got to have that, and you can hear the 60s Batman theme in the background, and if you look around, it's a bunch of 60s cars and 60s dress. Like, it, it just, the setting for that little two-second clip is perfect. Mm. Perfect. Um, but within the episode, I think it's, I think Batwoman was part two. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, we get probably one of the larger in-episode cameos when uh, Supergirl and Batwoman need to go find a Paragon of Courage. Yes, yes, the Paragon yep. of Courage. Yeah, it was Courage. Uh, they end up in an alternate universe where they just happen to run into an older Bruce Wayne. Now, <laughs> the best part about this is that I feel like this cameo was a long time coming because it is Kevin Conroy. And if you're unfamiliar with the name, you will be familiar with his voice. He is the definitive voice of Batman, in my opinion. It is his voice I hear when I read the comics. He is Vengeance, and he is the Knight. (laughs) Like, he is. (laughs) But I mean, he did uh, Batman the Animated Series, the new Batman Adventures. um, All the Arkham games, every single one. All the no, games. not all, all of except them. Origins, Ex- except yeah. Origins. But Origins doesn't count because it was stupid. No, it, it does count good. because they, they, they used the Destro continuity and the Firefly continuity at night, so it does count. It doesn't count because it wasn't Rocksteady. There you go. But it, it's in continuity, though. Travis wins. How does he win when, I, when, it, when I'm, I'm right? How? <laughs> <laughs> it's in continuity. <laughs> but no, he did um, the majority of the Batman games, um, both in Justice games. He is the definitive voice of Batman. And he is. What about Diedrich Bader? <laughs> okay, Diedrich Bader is the campy fun Batman. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is the campy fun Silver Age Batman. <laughs> he even came back for Harley Quinn, and it's amazing. I, I know, I loved it. <laughs> Is it acid? It's acid. Uh, as sure as I am that this guy fucks bats. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, for Kevin Conroy, like, the minute you hear him, like, because Luke Fox in the, this universe thinks he's all that in a bag of chips with his abs and oom and abs. But, like, no, like, he, like and he just, and you just hear him, like, call out Luke, and it's just like... <gasps> Like that gas that hits you, it just all oh, that, that 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 like the drop in tone in your voice, Kevin. Just do it because you know everyone wants to hear it. And I think the scene design, because we were talking about this before the show, uh, the this the way the scene was designed and shot is the fact that we heard him before we saw him gives you a chance to make that connection. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It is our first nod to Kingdom Come, actually, which is the um, one of DC's most famous comics. It's um, a 1996 comic from Mark Wade and Alex Ross. So it is um, Bruce's exosuit is our first nod to Kingdom Come. And, you know, in Kingdom Come, it is also a grumpy old Batman. Are you two fighting over Deathstroke in the Discord? Yes. We're, you're you're Switzerland right now. I'm, oh, dear <laughs> Lord. Well, I'm, I'm not wearing hockey pads, Travis. 
Well, I literally like the only thing Quinn. better about Titans is the mask. That's the no, only the thing. The whole suit's better. I'm not wearing hockey pads, damn it. It's literally only the mask. Like one of them no, is no. tactical whole armor, thing. Thing. and the other whole one's thing. like this ghetto ass chainmail with a cool mask. Are you for real right now? Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Mary, you gotta settle this. Look at them costumes. I can't. I, okay, no, nah, tra- Travis, you, 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 you're, you're the Uber Batman fan. Talk about Kevin. We ain't doing this right now. We got a show to do. Okay. Um, okay I will Kevin... say, I, I will settle the fight. Deadshot wins. God I'll take Will Smith. It. That's fine. I'll, I'll take, take Will Smith. Smith. Will Smith That's, what That's what I do. That's what I do. I will accept but, um, Will Smith. Honestly, like, seeing Conroy on screen as Bruce Wayne in the flesh and not in the animation was such... Uh, it's It was like coming full circle as a kid. Because I grew up on Batman and Friends with the... Like, all the blimps and shit over Gotham for no, re- no real reasons. Um, so, to see Kevin Conroy and another... Okay, I don't know if you guys caught this with the whole... Uh, the world only makes sense when you force it to line that keeps transcending through Batman for some reason. Did you guys mm-hmm. catch that? I got it, it. Is that in the actual Frank Miller comic? I'd ha- I have half a mind to go look and see if it is. Because if it is, that makes it the most consistent like motto other than I am vengeance, I am the knight. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look. I was like, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, but honestly, I, I I loved Conroy being the bitter I don't care about you damn kids Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was because... really cool. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say it was really cool to see the uh the departure from uh his constant, you know, moralistic Batman that we all grew up with. So I think seeing the antithesis of that with Conroy and with his voice, like I think that was probably the most fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a nice, like, dark reflection almost. You know, because Kingdom Come Batman was just as bitter because you know Superman put him in an exosuit. <laughs> you know, so to have the same Batman that we've seen throughout uh, countless animated series, animated movies, video games, all of that like, lose, lose his morality, like, this senile old man was perfect because I loved how they passed the torch over to Kate, a.k.a. Yeah, Rose. and then they're even like, no, you were, the, you were really the paragon of courage the whole time. You just need to go on a quest to realize it. Like, that kind of hit me on some real. You could say that she lit up the situation. Oh. 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 <laughs> that, 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 damn, that, that was too punny for myself. Like, the, ooh. But something I did appreciate with the scene is that uh, Bruce and Kate have been cousins since the beginning. Greg Rucka has confirmed that since 52, the relationship um, between the two of them was always there. Um, The relation, not the relationship, excuse me. But no, no, they have been cousins throughout. And we didn't really see that expanded on until... Except for like the Arkham games. Yeah. Um, well, there's a voicemail in Arkham City. Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, yeah, that's what it is, Arkham Knight. Um, but we didn't really see their relationship expanded on until, um, 
Tinian the Fourth's detective during Rebirth. And then, you know, we did get to kind of see them bicker like siblings certain times. And to finally get a grasp of that familial relationship between the two of them in the comics, and then to kind of see little bits of it um, in the episode, because Conroy can act just as much in person as he can via voiceover. And Mm -hmm. you can tell that he and Ruby Rose had a bit of a connection. I mean, the chemistry that he had with both of them in the scene was fantastic, with Melissa Benoist as well. But, you know, you could kind of they really sold that scene, you know, if, am I making sense? Yeah. But, you know, in my official stuffy Batwoman opinion. I mean, like, I love, I love how, like, Kara flat out just, just, like, gets mad. The minute she sees those glasses, she's, like, she just gives Luke the middle finger, flies downstairs, and is like, I'm about to whoop your ass. And the case, like, wait, hold on a second, hold on, hold on. Like she gives her almost like that, that that girlfriend look like stop stop give me a go home, like explain before you throw a punch like it was so genuine and then and then Bruce just hops off the tangent like I killed Superman I killed you I killed her I'm like whoa this is this is real like whoa it caught like the idea of Kevin Conroy being evil. It really didn't resonate as a concept for me because you see him from the animated series to Batman Beyond. Like as an old man, still going at the struggle of defeating crime. Like every turn, this man is always the one who's there, and then he ends up being the villain. And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Defying expectations is real, and I love it. It was a lot of fun. Travis, do you have any final thoughts on, on Conroy? Um, I honestly, like nothing that ha- I couldn't be just beaten off of what you guys already said. So. I okay. did not know he was gay. Neither did I. That kind of hit me what? in like the heart. The heart. Conroy is gay. Yo, I should have called it with his gravelly ass voice. It's pretty sexy. Should have known. <laughs> should have known. No, I, I forget have... how he found out. I forget. Um, there was a tweet I saw where somebody was talking about that he's he'd be the uh, the first openly gay actor to play a live action Bruce Wayne, and I'm like, wait, 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 hold the fuck up. That's what it was, you're right. I did some poking around, and he, you know, obviously, you know, has lived the life of a gay man, but, no, he just kind of quietly came out publicly in 2016, and I'm like, well, shit, I missed this. I am a terrible gay. Like, (laughs) you could say, like, you know, my gay Google alert failed me. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's real right there. So, James, I will let you do the next cameo. Uh, do-do-do-do-do. Okay. Okay. So we get to the, the somebody said that was wasted last year, and I'm mad about that. But anyway, um, but we get we get to the, the, the iconic Kent Farm that is was used in the last crossover that was used in Smallville, and we have Tom Welling as Clark just doing his his chores now that he is the man of the house, and John like John Cryer shows up as Lex Luthor trying to start shit, and like. This cameo meant so much to me when I first saw the screenshots. But then they do the whole thing where they're like, oh, he gave up his powers. And honestly, season 11 is such a blur to me even years later. And I haven't had time to go back to season 11, the, the comic books, after the show wrapped to look and see what happened. But apparently Guggenheim still took some liberties with what happened to give Tom Willing something basic to work with because he didn't want to put a suit back on. 
which hurt me, which like, okay, he did it for so many years, fine, I get it. But like, this was the end all be all. You couldn't put this, put, a, put a suit on one more time. If Ralph can put a damn suit on, you can't. Like that kind of hurt me a little bit. But what we get is so amazing. I love how he just gives Lex Luthor just the, the, the greatest hook possible. And then just goes, nah, man, I ain't doing this no more. Like, screw you, Kryptonite, screw everything. I'm a family man now. I ain't doing this no more. And then Erica Durance comes out. The best Lois Lane uh, ne- next to the original. Thank you very much. Um, no, she sucked. Not, wait, hold on. Wait, wait hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, no, you, no, no. Wait, you, you can't just... The, 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 the argument has always been Amy Adams versus Erica. You can't just come out the cut and say she sucks. That no, was never... Did. That was specifically meant just to piss you off, and it worked. Oh. Oh. No, I don't mind her. I don't mind Erica Durant as Lois Lane. She is far from the best, in my opinion, but I don't mind her as she Lois Lane. Best. I just wrote she the worst the Lois Lane in the uh, the outline and made it read only just to make you angry. She's the best. <laughs> You're horrible. But no, like I, I like just, just the minute you hear her, the, like because because even when she's like she's playing Supergirl's mom on the show, and I'm like, you, you're, that's that's not you, honey. Don't do it. That's not you. And then they they transition to a different to a different universe, and you see her in the jeans and, and, and like in the flannel, and you're, and she just goes, "Hey, Smallville," and I'm like, "Oh, my heart." Like it just it feels so good knowing even if he didn't want to put on a suit, these two got to reunite and share that on screen chemistry that is just golden, and I love it so much. So much. And yes, and like also John Cryer getting the, getting the teeth knocked out of him was pretty solid. Also, the Yo. idea that like Clark has two daughters instead of a son, which was kind of weird, but whatever. Okay, Travis, go ahead. I I loved I loved the fact, <sighs> and I know that I'm not the only one that saw it. That Tom Welling was literally on screen, like swinging around his proverbial super dick, like without any powers whatsoever. Because it, it was literally like you see him chopping the wood and he stands up and it's Tom Welling, way buffer than he ever was in the Superman in Smallville show. Yep. And he's just doing his thing. And Lex goes to punch him and he catches his fist and just cold cocks Lex. And I'm like, okay, so two things. That was the most Superman shit I've seen so far. And that was the least Lex Luthor shit I've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to talk about Oh my God. But you're right. You're right. I'm like, I, I did. That was so solid. So, for what it was, it was, it meant everything to me. But like, I'm sad that he couldn't put on a suit. And I'll leave it at that. Mary, you can continue now. Or do you have an opinion on it? Because I know, I know, I know you, you really watch Smallville. But do you have an opinion on it at all? No, I like. I I did watch Smallville, and I liked it for what it was. But it just Tom Willing never actually felt like Superman to me. If that makes any sense that he's he's not a bad actor by any stretch of the imagination but i think that there was just a little something that i was looking for that he never quite had for me you need to win by the hulu and rewatch the show we, we don't have to have a whole episode on it or a couple of few episodes i'm gonna be, be honest with you mary he's a really good young superman yeah but it, it's just kind of the adult superman that i never bought like for me he'll be a really good Superboy. Nah, man, because, yeah. like, even when he hit, like, the, the you should be in the cape by now age, but, like, you, but they won't, the, the rules won't let you be in the cape, like, he just radiated that essence. When he would stand or when he would speak, it was so perfect. 
and like hell that one scene we got where he just stands up and gives us that look where it, like 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 no smile no nothing he just like gives that, that really noble look to it i was like you're superman like i don't need nobody else i i i don't need um freaking man of steel i don't need nothing all i need is you to put on a red and blue suit and we gonna make some some magic that's all we need like ever ever like reeve is the only one that can top you Screw Dean Kane. I love you, Brandon Ralph, but you ain't it. Like, like I, I, all I need is Tom Welling. <laughs> I don't know. He just didn't do it for me. Like, I've seen Smallville. I, I have watched the show from beginning to end. I have seen the show, but it just it, it, he didn't do it for me. We gonna have to have it a reminds rewatch. me a lot of like to to me like early early Smallville before they started doing all the other crazy like adult Clark shit. Uh. I think early Smallville really reminded me a lot of, like, Superman 1, Christopher Reeve's Superman. You know, the one that's outrunning the train and jumping over the tracks and shit. Mm-hmm. That's the well, vibe like, no, I got from Like, if you, want a, if you want a perfect example of why, why in show, like, him, like, when, especially when he had graduated, graduated, of why him in a suit would have been magic, it's, it's, the, it's like season 10 or 11, 11 when... When Dustin Hartley Oliver, who is leagues better than Stephen Amell, thank you. Um, like the 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 tension between those two was almost like Downey and Chris Evans about the fact that just like that Oliver really wants to put Luther down. Like he really has his vendetta. He wants to stop him. He wants to kill him. He's tired of the bullshit. He wants him dead. And Welling just does that perfect Boy Scout to a T. And he hits every note perfectly. That dynamic there, especially when it's like, not only is he engaged to the woman I love, but right, right is right, and I can't let you kill this man. Like, like it's so perfect. So, like, I need y'all to do a rewatch because we don't have to go through this shit. I'm sorry. Like, we don't have to do it. My answer is no, James. Why? <laughs> because I just sat here for 10 minutes with you yelling at me about this. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Next. <laughs> No, like, I have nothing wrong with Tom Welling. He's a fine actor. But I feel like I'm just at that age where if I didn't... He's also a fine actor. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) You people and your attraction to men. I don't want to hear it. You're just as bad as me when it comes to women. Well, yeah, but that's more fun. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, So, Mr. Kingdom Come... Yeah, and uh, the next much, probably equally as large as Conroy cameo is uh, Brandon Routh, who you will recognize, obviously, as the Adam from Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. But however, before all of that, he was Superman in the movie Superman Returns. That was 2009? Mm-hmm. Was it 2009? Yeah. Yeah. So in 2009, they tried to do an ill-fated sequel to Superman 4. And mm. um, oh no, it was six. I'm horribly off. It was six. I was I, see. I was wondering if it was 2009 or 2006. But um. But anyway, they tried to do a continuation of Christopher Reeve's Superman, and so they cast Brandon Routh, who is a very good Superman, and he, in his younger days, was a dead ringer for Christopher Reeve, though. You are correct. I mean, you can see it a bit now, a a little bit less now that he's older, but it is still there. He embodies a lot of what Christopher Reeve brought to the movie. 
now where I think the movie fell apart was just everything else. Yeah. The rest of the casting was not great. Um, there are questionable people that were cast. Yeah. I'm just going to sidestep the whole Kevin Spacey thing. He's a piece of shit and we all know it. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's why I just kept going along with it. Yeah. But it, the, the script was poor, but it gave him really fantastic Superman moments. Like when they're firing the guns at him and he just stands there and one of them just bounces off of his eye. Like it's so cool. Yo, and the dude put the gun so straight cool. to his eyeball and it just mm-hmm. mushrooms the whole bullet. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's one of my favorite things that I am a sucker for any super person doing anything to catch a plane. Like I don't know why, but I am a hoe for those scenes. That's fair. I mean, because um, they do it in Superman Returns. They've done it in a bunch of other Superman properties. They even do it in the pilot for Supergirl of look at how much money we have. <laughs> but um, now we see um, Ralph's Superman return. Uh, we see his superman return but um he is kingdom come superman he is wearing the kingdom come suit and he explains to um the others who are there because it's lois um other clark and somebody else Uh, iris 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 is there too but no he explains to them that the joker attacked um the daily planet and killed a bunch of people including lois perry and jimmy so um, because of this, there's a framed headline on the wall of like Metropolis attacked or something, and it features the headline image features Alex Ross artwork from Kingdom Come. So that is that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's anytime I saw artwork, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, I know that, and then I'd pause it, and then I'd Google it, and then Victoria would get really upset with me um, <laughs> because why can't we watch the episode like normal people? Because that's not much. That sounds fun. You gotta like yeah. know all the cameos and stuff. But uh, something I do think is funny is that it's Earth ninety six and Kingdom Come was released in nineteen ninety six. So that was pretty clever. Th- that's it's a lot of fun. The way they worked in some of these cameos is clever. And um, Brandon Routh Superman becomes a bigger char- a bigger character in the last couple of episodes when we find out that he is one of the Paragons, but gets killed off surprisingly quickly because Lex Luthor plays with the Book of Destiny and goes. Maybe not. Maybe I'm the parent. That was garbage. <laughs> but it is such a perfect Lex Luthor thing to do, though. It is, but when they hyped up Kingdom Come Superman so much and then just went, no. Like, I, I felt kind of hurt by that. But, I mean, it's not like Brandon Routh had nothing to do. True. <laughs> but, see, I think for me it was all worth it for the scene at the very end where they reenact um, Reeves' uh, smile and wink at the camera. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Okay, um, we got a blast through these. We've been going for a while, but the next one um, was Ashley Scott returns as the Huntress from the early uh, 2000s Birds of Prey. Oh, that one was great. Like, that was great. I love that she still got to do some stunts. Like she still has apparently, um, according to um, the actress uh, Rachel something of another. No, she's playing Alice on Batwoman, but she played um, Dinah in the original Birds of Prey uh, TV show. So she. Oh. came back for Batwoman. But um, I remember reading an interview with her that she said that Ashley Scott actually like personally owned most of the Huntress costume. Like she took it with her after the show. So like, oh. you know, she got to put the leather back on. She got to 
you know, the necklace. I think pretty sure it was a wig at this point. But we got to see her doing some cool shit. And and then in a voice a voice only cameo, Jesus Christ, I cannot talk tonight. Uh, we have Dina Mayer returning as Oracle. And then, you know, Oracle gets, you know, erased, I guess, a little just before Huntress does. Yeah. But it was it was really cool to see both of them because the show is cheesy, it's campy, it's bad, but that's why it's so much fun. It even had a Mark Hamill cameo in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then, later on, we have Lucifer Morningstar pop up in a, a mm-hmm. reference to... Um, God, where it was on Fox, wasn't it? And now it's on Netflix. And now it's on Netflix. But it is a, a technically is a DC character. Um, Lucifer is based off of the Vertigo comic of the same name, but you know, DC. If you want to know where their budget went, that's where it freaking went. Yeah. It didn't go on the welling. Uh, rest in peace, Vertigo Comics. Amen. They just, um, I think they finally got phased out this month. Yeah, that's when I put that, that tweet out and it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun cameo. And Tom Ellis even had everybody convinced that he was not there to film Crisis because he was spotted in Vancouver. And he's like, no, no, I'm just visiting friends. And we all believed him. And then when he popped up, <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, John, what's going on? <laughs> and then the, the, the stupid bait and switch. Stupid, stupid bait and switch. We have John Wesley Shipp return as the Flash, as he has done many times previously. And I love John Wesley Shipp, and I like that he gets to be the Flash again. But stupid, stupid, mm. stupid bait and switch. And we all. What do you mean? Him. Well, no. The whole time, the entire Flash series has been building up to Barry's going to die. And then they do the whole, oh, but we didn't tell you which Barry was going to die. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid bait and switch. So you technically still get the crisis scene, but it's not the Barry you thought it was going to be. And see, I hate it because it's a stupid plot device. It just stupid. It's like, we still want to have a show, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> I hate that. But I appreciate that John Wesley sh- ship got to have his big moment. We got a little bit of a flashback with him and Amanda Pays for the one season of the 90s Flash show. So I think it was it was a very nice moment for him. And I You know what you know that, that that still like kind of settles to me though. Like also I agree with you that the stuff with Ship was like beautiful. I never watched the original show, but like wait what him being there is amazing. You have to just to see Mark Hamill as the trickster. I might have to. Oh, but I uh, like so what I was gonna say was like um on on some real stuff like them doing this bait and switch signals to me that they weren't comfortable with giving Keenan Lionsdale the the reins to be the Flash. Well, I mean, he's also doing a bunch of other stuff. True. I mean, that would require a lot of contract stuff, and I I don't think it's not necessarily they don't want to give him the Flash. I don't. I just. I don't think that they want to remove Gustin, if that makes like sense. as much as I don't like as much as I don't like Wallace like I think Keenan's earned it I mean that's between you and Guggenheim oh I have a lot of words for Guggenheim mainly X-Men gold but that's a whole different right argument. like what the fuck did you do to Kitty Pride man um bro but no <laughs> but no like the whole thing with ship like I have my convictions with ship being Jay Garrick but him being in the original 90s Flash suit is just amazing mm-hmm 
And now, I don't necessarily count it as a cameo, but uh, Black Lightning is also in the scene. He is rightfully in the crossover, so I don't count. It's not a cameo. It is his rightful place, goddammit. Um, but, like, it's so... It, like, if, if you wanted to do right by, by Jefferson, you should have made him a freaking paragon. Like, I, was, I, I, I was firmly upset. on that. I was upset that he wasn't a paragon. And, like, on, on top of that, he doesn't even get to be in the end fight. He gets to be in a hallway with, with with bipolar frost and heat wave. Like, what happened, bro? Like, why are you I hate to be there? that guy. I hate to be that guy. He's the black one. Feel it. Racism! <laughs> And I said it, I said it, Mary, I told you that when, when the Entertainment Weekly article came out and they didn't have him on the on, on the photograph, they didn't interview him, they were going to do him dirty. And like, yes, he came in, but like, they still did him dirty. I called it. Why are you yelling at me about it? Because I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I didn't write the episode. <laughs> you right. <laughs> but, but, See, but, I told you, Mary, they racist. And Mary's like, <laughs> I, I never disagreed. <laughs> I needed a bit, but like no, because we because we, we heard bit about this stuff all the damn time. That's why I had to say something. But no, like on top of that, like like I I and like and Mary, we we both called it like the, the teaser for next week's Black Lightning, where it's like, hey, they're they're still they're, they're still dealing with uh, like being under martial law, but like I'm gonna just fly back to Breland, y'all. Like I, I, I just like, and plus apparently continuity somewhat changed because all the lessons that Jennifer learned in, in the tie into Crisis don't matter now, because she's still gonna not trust her dad or whatever. I'm like, bro, what is going on? <laughs> and, and I just, I, 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 this whole thing with Blind Lightning just has me so agitated because there was all these people when I first got mad about the Entertainment Weekly thing. That were all like, but but Black Lightning's not in the Arrowverse. Just because it's on CW doesn't mean it's in the Arrowverse. Just because it has the same showrunners and producers doesn't mean it's on, it's on, it's in the Arrowverse show. Well, guess what? It's an Arrow show now. Well, they not have, they have um, Black Lightning. I think is the only one that actually has different showrunners. Well, no, like like they changed it, and like Guggenheim has been helping produce it. Because there have been issues. Um, well, yeah, but like, and like, and like, my biggest point, and hell, when they did the freaking um summits, like the the, the big, the big uh, diversity summit, you had Cress, you had Martian Manhunter, you had freaking um dude from Gotham. Well, Gotham was not. Wow, well, Gotham didn't get a cameo in all of this. I just realized that. That's not a bad thing. That's a very good thing. That's true, but like, if you you won't you won't call Ezra, you you should have called someone from Gotham, Jesus. But like, that point I, still stands. Racism exists. But I mean, the thing is, is that I don't know how that would have worked cross network. Because, True. Like, yes, Warner Brothers does own all of it, but at the same time, there are network contracts, and now that Disney owns Fox. Hell, Krypton didn't even get a spot, so like, it's what it See, is. See, that one actually kind of upset me. Like, they should have. I mean, cuffing it. To be fair, we all know how Krypton's gonna end. Well, yes, but I mean, um, <laughs> the enthusiasm that Cameron Cuff brought to his role, like, it was just, oh, it warmed my heart. He tried to work in a little thing from every Superman actor, and it was great. 
Bro, what 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 if Lobo would have got a cameo? Dear, as long as it's not like sexy Lobo, I'm fine. You remember DC wow. years they had sexy everybody Lobo? Everybody hates sexy Lobo. I don't understand. Like, sexy He's... Lobo was like it was them trying to take the the two thousands emo spin on Lobo the same way like the nineties grunge was the original Lobo. It made sense. You the writing wasn't that bad. I read it. It, it was it was so bad. It was Dick Grayson Lobo. It, 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 it wasn't mm. that bad. It was Dick Grayson, the Zarnian. Honestly, I mean, like, like, Sexy Lobo makes me just as sad as Sexy Cable. Okay, fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Because uh, I hate Sexy Cable. Okay. <laughs> and oh. this brings us to undeniably, unarguably the biggest cameo of crisis was <laughs> the giant glaring reference to the dceu tying the movies and the tv shows together mr ezra miller himself hi i i'm barry allen like that 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 blew the whole damn door off the joint like i i wow wow uh, but like yes wow ezra miller i was in absolute because we were watching it live when it happened and I was just in absolute shock. Like, I jumped up out of my chair in shock. And even Victoria, my wife, who could not give two shits about comic books, audibly gasped when it happened. <laughs> that should tell you how shocking it was. I audibly gasped. That's great. See, like, I saw the picture first on Twitter, because I watched it the next day on the CW app, and I, I, I saw it, and I was like, this is a Photoshop. You're playing me. And then someone like like recorded the the video, like the footage, and put it up on Twitter like a, a minute later. And I was just like, "Oh, this is real. <laughs> oh wow." And um, I've been tracking that story ever since it aired. And some fun things happened. Is that um, Guggenheim hadn't even considered it. He got a call from the president of the of uh, DC TV or Warner Brothers TV saying, "Look, I know you guys are locked down, but can you squeeze in Ezra Miller?" And he's like, "Wait!" And Guggenheim's like, "Wait a minute, what? If you can get me Miller, we will make it work." Like, like Ezra Miller sought them out. He wanted to do this. That's awesome. Because he is a massive fan of Grant Gustin. Because if you can go back and watch uh, press tours around Justice League and BVS, he is absolutely hyped on Grant Gustin. He's so excited that they both get to be the Flash. They're so excited. God, uh, I keep doing that. It's fair. Like, you, you, you correcting yourself. That's what matters. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, I'm frustrated. Um, but no, just the fact that they both get to be the Flash. And I love the enthusiasm. Like, just the, the whole scene itself is so, like, perfect. And Ezra, they're, like, like so just back in the suit. They're, like, right back in the moment. And it's perfect. And, and Grant takes it in stride. Like, it, it, like he, does, he doesn't try to, like, drop it off. I love the moment where uh, Ezra's like, you want a selfie, brah? Like, that, 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 that kind of, like, showed <laughs> time had passed for him. It was so perfect. I loved it. I still think my favorite part was when they're feeling each other's costumes and um, TV Barry is like, this feels so protective. And at the same time, movie Barry is like, it feels so breathable. <laughs> like <laughs> Just pointing out the differences in the costume. I loved it. And then I just... Travis, we're nerding out. How did you feel about it? <laughs> Travis died. I think Travis died. 
Here you go. Sorry, I'll do dad stuff. Contextualize me. Hit me. Ezra Miller, yes or no? No. What? No? What? You didn't like it? I don't like Ezra Miller Flash, period. Oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's me. I, I get that it's a big deal because it's movies to show, but I could not stand sheepish Barry Allen Flash. You know, I, I had to deal with Grant make, like, making this really, really nice blend of Wally and Barry. And then they took Ezra Miller and they were like, you're the Flash. So yourself before your, before your bar mitzvah. Okay, cool. And that's pretty much the whole thing for me. It was very frustrating to, to watch. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. We'll, we'll move on. I, but I, 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 I loved it. But like, I, I understand. I do just want to say, I, I appreciated the cyborg shout out. I told you. Yo, Victor, bro, this my, was heart, my heart. Like, if, bro, if you could, if you could have randomly just like, like, like almost like a post credit and just had um, like cyborg there. I'd have been, I'd have been I, over the moon, bro. Like, I'd have been over the moon. But I, I'm glad you acknowledge my boy's presence. That's what matters. I just want to write a letter to Christina Hodson, the screenwriter for the Flash movie, and go, just dear Christina, please bring back Ray Fisher. Sincerely, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and this takes us through all of the in-episode cameos. At the very end of part five, we get a couple of different things of the new multiverse and the brand new Bouncing Baby universe, multiverse, whatever. Um, we have a shot of um, Stargirl, Stripe, and etc. Because that is the new DC show. Oh, no, no, no. You, you can't just say etc. Hold on now. Hold on. Let me get my JSA hat out. Okay, JSA oh, hat is on. Okay, so we get our girl. We get Stripe in literally the biggest freaking mech suit that I could have possibly gotten in. I'm freaking happy as hell because I thought that they were going to put this boy in a robot man level suit. They put Luke Wilson in a freaking Optimus Prime looking gear. And I'm, I'm hyped as hell. So, Did you see the behind the scenes photos? Yes, it's huge. It's, it's practical and it's massive. I love it. And like, you have... You you have like Our Man two, you have Doctor Midnight two, and then they even went back into the bowels. Oh, they they could have easily just had um Tommy Bronson be the next one, but they called up Yolanda Montez to be Wildcat two in this new continuity. I was like, damn, that is bold, bro. I did like, that was a that. reach. <laughs> I did appreciate that. And I just realized that I wrote strip instead of stripe in the outline. So, but no, that Star is... Stargirl and strip. I <laughs> mean... Like, Rick being there had me freaking sold. Like, like, the idea that they're acknowledging everything, especially after, like, Smallville tried to do the JSA right, and then Legends kind of stumbled over it and crashed and burned, and I was like, uh, I'm glad we got... Like, I'm happy with, with this future. I'm happy about it. But I did like the way that Legends did Obsidian, though. Oh, Obsidian was dope, but, like, the rest of it, I was like, um, like, yay, Dr. Midnight's black, but, like, that's kind of a pun on him being black, and I kind of hate it. So, yeah. But in general, I'm hyped for Stargirl. Um, I'm I'm not too digging her being a Trump lover, but, like, we gonna move past it. Separate the art from the artist. From the artist. <laughs> uh, that will let you continue. See, I, just, I don't, because people are like, Mary, do you know what network is going to be on? No, I fucking don't. Because 
it's a, it was a DC Universe show. It was shot with a DC Universe budget, but the first episode is premiering on the CW. I don't know if that's an attempt to try and pull in more money to DC Universe, or if DC Universe is looking at the show going, I don't know if we want this anymore. I could see it being the former rather than the latter, because yeah. especially with yeah. them lo- them having to cancel Swamp Thing, and Titans and Doom Patrol are on hiatus until they figure out the whole HBO Max thing. Mm-hmm. I can see this being them trying to boost their numbers because they're kind of just coasting on their comic archive right now. Well, Doom Patrol was a last-minute uh, renewal. Uh, was it? Oh, yeah, no, it was absolute last-minute renewal because the panel, um, the Doom Patrol cast was getting ready to do their San Diego panel, and they found out, like, the day of that they had been renewed. Oh, wow. And it was around the time that the whole Swamp Thing financial debacle came out. Because, you know, Swamp Thing wasn't cancelled because it was bad. Swamp Thing was very, very good. It just, they lost a shit ton of money on it. Oh. But, so no, we got a nod to Stargirl, and then we see some of the the only really good part of Green Lantern was all of the, just the shot of Oa and the entire Green Lantern core. So they used that footage from the actual Green Lantern movie. That caught me off guard. I, I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned because I saw what looked like the Guardians and I'm like, wait a minute. And Victoria just went, oh God, no. Because <laughs> I have my giant ass lantern up in the corner of my bedroom. So I was just, I was so excited for that movie. It broke my heart, y'all. I was so excited. If it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, it would have been so much better. Yeah, pretty much. And then we do see a shot of our dear beleaguered Swamp Thing. He he just sits there so sad. Like, (laughs) Well, if you pay attention to the voiceover, it says, you know, empires rise and then they fall. And then it's a shot of Swamp Thing. (laughs) Like, oh no. Um, Like, they knew what they were doing. And that kind of hurts. Yeah. Uh, we got another Titans shot. Uh, this one had Raven, Starfire, uh, Dove. And then we got just the shot of Doom Patrol. And that was great. Them just dancing like idiots. And when Doom Patrol popped up. Uh, now, again, disclaimer about my wife. She does not give two craps about comic books. Like, does not care. Absolutely does not care. Fucking loves Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is her favorite TV show. Wow. Yeah. And she actually cheered when the Doom Patrol popped up. Honestly, I was surprised that they were they were finally going to put it in stone that Titans and Doom Patrol are in two different universes. They just acknowledged that Doom Patrol and plugged it there. Mm-hmm. Like, that caught me off guard. I was surprised they pulled that move. Like, yeah, some of the actors reprised their roles in Titans for one episode, and then we're going to be in the finale, but we cut it. But... This is a totally different universe. That's why they look different than how they look in the show versus this. I was like, wow. I dig it. I kind of hate it, but I also dig it. I mean, it means that they have something specific planned for uh, season two of Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of solidified the strength of DC's multiverse, which they've always played very heavily into. They could recast Beast Boy, no, and then they, no one could say anything about it now. <laughs> But no, and the last and greatest cameo of the best cameos of all of them is Mr. Marvel Woman himself pops up. And that, mm, mm. I, I, that, that, that that made my heart happy. Because I just kind of like, you know, because I've met Marvel Woman and he's a very, very tall man and he's very sweet. And, you know, you hear the voice and I'm like, wait a minute. And Victoria just looked at me and we just looked at each other and went, oh my God, that's Mark Wolfman. 
I, I love how they made sure that they that Grant and Melissa are the ones that got the autographs. Like that, mm-hmm. like specifically because of Crisis on Infinite Earths and the fact that he had to kill them both. Like they made sure that they got the autographs from him. That, that I am was pretty so fucking mad that oh, I damn. that I did not get my Supergirl versus the Anti Monitor fight. They, they punched you, you on it. They punched you on it. However, we got the moment where everything is fucked and Supergirl just looks at the anti-monitor and she's gonna do it. And I was I was sitting here at my desk going, fucking do it, do it, do it. And then Ray's like, sorry, I'm late. I'm like, bro. <laughs> but I mean, just just even in that instant, the face that Melissa Benoist gets that because you know supergirl's death and crisis on infinite earth it, it is my favorite moment of that event it is one of the most underrated sacrificial deaths in all of comic books like her fight against the anti-monitor is one of my top comic moments and i got to see a little bit of it and i knew melissa could do it but it was good just to see a tiny tiny i told you it. it wasn't gonna happen i told you the minute that like in the, what was the first or second season when they had um like like I forget dude's name, but like their version of Superman do the 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 shot of holding Melissa. I was like, you're not gonna get that thing. You're, like I told you I flat out, you didn't, you didn't believe me. Why are you? Just, but like what we got was pretty just, dope. You were just relentlessly gunning for me tonight, aren't you, James? Hey man, like I, like it just like uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm glad I was right. But like also well, well, like I, I I but also I I will agree the moment was there, honestly. I, I I was kind of salty they did do it because not only did they they punk you on the the flash thing, just like just teasing the death was like uh, I I like I but it also we did get to see Oliver die again so yay that's what matters. But the the final thing in the end is when they form the Justice League, we do get a brief nod to Gleek, who is the monkey from Super Friends, who is the pet. <laughs> Of the Wonder mm-hmm. Twins. So Wonder Twin powers activate. Give me the goddamn Wonder Twins. Ah! It's in red, Honestly. too. Fucking Gleek, give me Wonder Twins. Yeah, I actually wrote that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so... That is the end of the cameos. I mean, there were a few other uh, inter-CW characters that popped up on the shows to go, look at the flexibility of our contracts now. Because we have uh, Weather Witch pop up in National City. That was that was. I, I love how how uh, Kara's just like. I'm sorry. Who are you? I don't know you. Like, how do you exist? Like, it, and then and then um, Barry just shows up. Like, hi. Uh, she's one of mine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and, wait, how are you on my Earth? On this is my Earth. Like, that moment of realization that everything's one was so solid. Mm-hmm. I still can't help but think that they did all of this to make contracts easier. Oh, most definitely. I did. I, I did find it funny that like only certain people came in for certain things. Like they had, um, elongated man and vibe there for one of the episodes, but then didn't come back for the finale. Hence, why Black Canary was a like tech girl instead of on the battlefield. I was like, say what, homie? What? <laughs> it's because it's because they have contracts with the shows rather than the network. And I'm wondering if they're doing this to try and have greater flexibility. 
Because okay. you can go back and look at each of the crossovers, and certain characters will only appear in certain episodes. Usually, the show that they, the episode of the show that they are on, because they can't appear outside of them. Okay. Because I mean, because uh, uh, Candace Patton talked about it a lot. Because Iris was sidelined in the very first crossover, and everyone's like, "But why?" And she says, "My contract." And then they only gave her one episode. Was it one or th- what two? Because like I don't remember if she was in part three or not. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, again, it's a con- it's a contract. Just because she can appear on like uh, Supergirl and Flash doesn't mean she can appear on Legends, kind of a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of lawyers and money and agents and boring. That's why I don't know why they didn't just call every episode "Crisis on Infinite Earths." The last one on the CW TV thing said "Crisis on Infinite Earths." The rest of them had specific things like Arrow, Batwoman, Legends, whatever. And I was like, why didn't you just call it all "Crisis" and make it easier on yourselves? It wouldn't have changed in anything contractually. Oh, lame. So that rounds out the cameos. Excellent. And I figured we could, because um, from here on out in the outline, I figured that we could just kind of give like brief thoughts about what we thought of the whole thing. I mean, I don't think we necessarily need to break down the plot step by step. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad um, Oliver's dead. I will say that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, like eight I, I, times. This is I like can't. the ninth time. Hell, and then he even gets his last, his last, you failed this universe. I was like, you made it so wanted... grandiose. And I was like, bro, did you so need mad. to do that? Yes, did he you... did. Nah. He jump-started. If it wasn't for him, none of this would have happened. The success of Arrow literally laid out the foundation for all the other shows to thrive. Okay, but you know what would have been better? Honestly, as much as I do hate to admit it, like... I don't like Arrow. I think the structure is bad. I think the narrative is boring. I think... Figure out your damn canaries already. Oh my gosh, yes! (laughs) Oh, I know. I could go on for hours, bro. Just thank goodness for Kathy Ann and Journey Smollett-Bell, because it looks like they're going to get this right. Yes. Yes. Uh, Birds of Prey in theaters February 7th. Um, We will be reviewing it. No. Yes, yes, we will. Um... But, but no. no, Travis, you, like, seriously, at the, at the top of the whole thing, I, like, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mary, I'm sorry. Um, that, that you can finish your thought if you need to, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that, you know, I didn't really jive with Arrow at all, but you know, Travis is not wrong. The, su- oh, no, no. the success of Arrow laid ground, uh, laid the groundwork for the rest of DC, of the CWDC TV, and I will go so far as to argue bringing a certain amount of normalcy to superhero TV shows in general. Because there, there was a time in the early season that everybody watched Arrow. So I think you uh-huh. can look at each um, live-action TV superhero show and just kind of, you know, see something that Arrow played a part in. I mean, I'm talking Marvel Netflix. I'm talking DC Universe. I'm talking Runaways on Hulu. Like, there was a part that I do believe the success of Arrow played in that. And don't get me wrong, I just at the top of the hour that I agree that Arrow has its importance in the pantheon of DC TV, DC Universe in general. I admit that. I, I, I have to admit that because otherwise I sound stupid. Like, but, I, but at the end of the day, Travis, you know what would have you know what would have been ten times better? Uh, Earth fifty two by thousand pounds productions, which is what competed directly. No. Oh. Either bringing Justin Hartley back for for uh, for a new show, 
Or, here's a funny idea, since you already have them in multiple DC projects, including that weird, like, uh, almost damage control type show they had with Vanessa Hudgens for a minute. Alan Tudyk, because you already have him voicing Green Arrow in, like, five different DC properties. Because he nails the comedic stick, the snarkiness, the, like, the, the actual, like, issues of a family man that Oliver goes through. The realness of Green Arrow is right there. Put him in a goatee and put him on set. You don't need Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell failed this, this show. He is not oh. Green Arrow. I took his own oh. line and abused it against him because he I mean, is not Green Arrow. <laughs> how are you as disrespectful as Bullseye in one rant? How? <laughs> <laughs> Bullseye. Bullseye. I mean, narratively, the first three seasons of Arrow is basically just a Batman TV show, and we all know it's, it. Yes. Batman with a quiver. Yeah. Hey, l- hey, hey, Travis, I, 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 got, I got the perfect sell for you. You ready? You ready? Let's take Uh-oh. a character who has a great, rich, like, a great, rich backstory that we can pull from. A great idea to give amazing women someone to look up to. A person that has survived being sex trafficked and has gone and gone through the, the issues that she dealt with, and is H- and is HIV positive and is dealing with that every day of her life. Or, really or specific. no. Let, how, how about let's just take that character that can be really good on television that Smallville started to do, but it was in the last season and we couldn't finish it, and let's just make her Oliver Queen's sister and take ev- everything I just said away from her and change one letter of her name, and then later we'll give her real name to Oliver's daughter in the last season. Yeah, man. I hate uh... Arrow. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't know. This is this is the new wave. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Yo, but like, no, like, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I still, like I said, I, I have to give Arrow the credit it deserves. I have to give Flash and Supergirl the credit they deserve. But Black Lightning did it the best. No one can tell me otherwise. All right, agreed. I'll give you that. <laughs> But to Hell, be to be Batwoman's kicking honest, ass, and it's like she's only been for half a season. So, but to be completely honest, I like you're... that you added that for my benefit. Well, not <laughs> even that because here's the thing: I still have been keeping up with Batwoman as I've been watching, like on the CW app. And honestly, it has its cheesy moments, but like it, I honestly love Ruby Rose's Batwoman. I'm not even front. Like her on-screen presence is just perfect, Kate, and I freaking love it. Did you guys die? No, we're still here. Okay. I just figured uh, I... you were gonna keep going. Oh no, stop. <laughs> well, see, like, okay. I know you hate on Green Arrow so 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 damn hard. Oh no, no, I don't hate Green Arrow, I hate Arrow, there's a difference. Okay, so you hate Arrow, Arrow in particular. But the yes. thing is the thing is, and this is specifically like super serious for the viewers, is that James has poor taste in Slade Wilson's. So Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear hockey pads, Travis. I mean, those look like tactical uh, vests to me, and not ghetto ass chainmail and pauldrons. Just saying. I don't need. I, I don't need to ruin Slade's children just to make Oliver Queen have a bigger dick. Slade ruins his own children in the story. Shut your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we, need, we need to stop. We need to stop. <laughs> Probably just dying of laughter over the corner. Oh god, no, I've given up. I'm just kind of sitting here messing around on my phone. 
Okay. No, as soon as as I heard Slade Wilson pop back up, I just kind of started scrolling Twitter on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the hashtag saying right now? Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, Mary, take us home. But um, narratively, in the first three episodes, nothing really happened. There's a lot of setup. We get to, you know, we we get the Paragons. We get Oliver Queen's last stand on Earth 38, which is, you know, it's cool. It's a nice send off for Stephen Amell, who all mm-hmm. all issues with Arrow aside, seems like a perfectly pleasant human being. Like he interacts. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely a great person. He interacts with the fans. He loves the character, and I know this was really emotional for him. So I, I appreciate that he got to have, you know, his, his big moment. I. I do think the for Oliver battle cry at the end was a bit kitschy. But, yes, y- yes, it was. But I mean, superheroes by their very nature are kitschy. So, mm-hmm. but something I do think worked is that they do kind of hail Oliver as the first, if you will, without necessarily stripping the agency away from any of the other heroes. You know, I agree. Because I felt like, you know, because uh, Batwoman is so awkward the entire time because she does not know these people. They even, like, forced her into, like, like in, in, in a whole Speed Force scene, a scene of, like, uh, like Oliver and Ray, and I was like, like, what? And she's just kind of like, oh, okay, this is moments in your life, not mine. Great. You could have referenced the last crisis for crying out loud. Like, why, why didn't you do that? Yeah. But no, at the very end, when Kate and Black Lightning or Kate and Jefferson are just kind of standing there, like they are so awkward, they don't know what to do. They're just kind of like, "So, how are you?" It's like Oliver was a pretty cool, dude, huh? I mean, like, well, he says else? that. <laughs> what yeah, else is I... he supposed to say? Also, I feel like whoever, like, 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 whoever was writing the scripts for this episode didn't know how to write Jefferson, because, like, the way he says "bruh," I was like, that, that don't come off right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I, I will say, like, like, the memorial scene is very deep. Is very deep. I, I agree with you that Kate and Jefferson kind of sit there with their thumbs twiddling, like, um, we gonna move on now. Also, why are we in this giant base-looking thing? Oh, that's why. It is so campy, and I love it. It's the goddamn Hall of Justice. It's so good. And I, like those chairs, bro. I, 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 need, I need that Black Lightning chair. Right, I need that Batwoman chair. But I, I like that we're kind of getting our own TV Justice League super friends. The, oh god, what, what was it that I called it to somebody on Twitter? The League of Super Justice Friends. Dude, I like that. But, no, and... I think something that I do like about the CW is that, um, sidebar, I notoriously hate the Silver Age. I think the Silver Age of comics is just gross, ew, gross, no, go home, I don't like it. I do not like the Silver Age. Is it because of the comics code? Yeah, it's because of the comics code. And, you know, we got these very bizarre, overly sanitized stories that, have all aged very, very poorly, mind you. Not, I'm not saying the golden age was any better. I'm just saying that nothing happens. It's all too quirky and sanitized. And I don't know. It's just 
I have complicated feelings with Silver Age. But what I do enjoy about the CW is that it kind of takes the quasi-seriousness, quasi-kitchiness of the Silver Age and successfully brings it to the modern world, kind of a thing, if that makes any sense at all. No, it makes perfect sense. I can agree with you. Like, there's those there's those lines that I can't stand, but I accept where, like, you see Wild Dog go, is this how all the crossovers are? Or, like, the Legends go, you went with another crossover without us! Like... I love that so much. But that's so kitschy and it's meta and it is perfect if you look at it within the confines of the Silver Age. So I think Mm -hmm. the CW is doing well with modernizing the Silver Age and kind of, you know, rolling it into the Bronze Age a bit where we started to see a bit more realism come back into comics. So, you know, it it is a good mixture. And I think the, the writing for the CW shows isn't given the narrative credit that I feel like it often deserves. And I think sure. I, I think Crisis pointed out that, you know, what they can achieve. I mean, this was all just rebirth. Like, he even makes, Oliver even says something about rebirth in the end. Like, no, this whole thing was just Crisis becomes rebirth. Wow. So, shrug. But uh, just general thoughts overall. Um, let's go around the table, if we will. How do you feel about Earth Prime, and what do you think this means for the future of the CW shows, James? I I think for specifically I, I, for what we have now, we have two episodes up to Arrow. Arrow's dead, cool. But I'm excited for what it holds for the new Justice League or Justice Friends, whatever we're calling it, because next year or in six months when we want to do an event or now we can do more cameos in different shows it presents a lot of promise i like i like how with the earth prime they try to pull the stunt of oh lex luther's a good guy so let's create a new dynamic for him and kara i was like that's really cool um i I, i'm wondering what's gonna happen with barry because literally other than danielle pandemaker no one's there for the finale and i was like oh okay and it, like it, it just we don't know what's gonna happen with Flash moving forward now that Oliver's gone. We don't know if Barry's gonna go through like like a whole like existential crisis. We don't know what's gonna happen. So it's just there, especially now that since I, I, if I remember correctly, watching some, some different teasers and trailers and whatnot, the majority of the past season of Air of Flash was based around the crisis coming and the Flash was going to die. So what do we do with him now is a big looming question. Like I said, like jokingly a minute ago, I think. The big fear I have for Black Lightning specifically is we don't know what's going to happen with him just flying back to Freeland in the middle of an occupation. Mm-hmm. And and also, like, like Batwoman's the only one that can come out of this unscathed. Like, yeah. literally, she's the only one that has no ties to anything. So, bless her. Keep, keep doing a good, good, good work. But, like, I'm worried about Jefferson. I'm worried about what could happen with Flash moving forward. Like, did you need to keep Flash going? Could you have just killed him and not did the maiden switch and just ended his show too? Like, but, what are you going to do with him? I don't understand. But without John Jones playing, you know, Exposition Man. Ooh, that that too. That irked me. Like, literally, you couldn't just have everyone but the Paragons remember everything too. You had to have my, my, my like, super magic black man run around and go, pop, like, boop, 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 boop. Everyone has an memories back. Like, why? Why did we need that? Well, I was watching um, 
because Victoria and I, you know, we did the whole go behind the scenes in the CW app. We were looking at those. And um, there is a the preview for the next episode of Arrow where one of the canaries, uh, Dinah. Yeah, Dinah. No? Laurel? Which one's the blonde one? I don't know. Okay. Well, um... Oh, God. Katie Cassidy, that one. Not Juliana Harkavy, Katie Cassidy. Why do I know the actresses but not their names? Messes with something on her hand and then touches Mia Smoke in the face. And then she's all like, oh my God, I remember everything. And I'm like, did Jean like give them magic Martian technology for exposition? Uh, why didn't you just have Mia at the end fight? Why do you, why? <sighs> well, because they have to take the time and set up the Green Arrow and the Canaries. Because that is the new show spiraling out of this, is the official, official Arrow spinoff is going to be Mia, Laurel, and Dinah as Green Arrow and the Canaries. Which I'm all for, baby, <sighs> superhero shows. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, I just, there's too many damn birds. That's how I feel about that. There's too many damn birds. Okay, so Travis, same question. So I got interrupted a few times by wee ones. Hit me <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, what do you, um, just your general thoughts and opinions, uh, what is your feeling about Earth Prime? You know, now that they're all in the same, all on the same Earth, and what do you think this means for the rest of the CW shows going forward? Um... Honestly, I think it, it kind of emboldens them to bring in a lot more lesser-known characters that they can flesh out a lot better. Um, maybe, like, okay, I love the character on screen, but I do want less Cisco's and less yes. Frost. You know, I like Cisco, but I don't need more Cisco. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like... Um, I don't know, man. I would really want to see some really obscure DC characters come to the limelight. Like, I would love to see, like, this, in my opinion, this would be the perfect opportunity to have Simone's Secret Six show up. Yes, because they just did Ragdoll, and that was, oh, it was so good. That would be perfect. Right. That would be perfect. All we need, like, we already know who Bane is. Bane can easily come in and bat and Batwoman. Easily can uh -huh. come in and bat. You already had a dead shot with, with Arrow and Suicide Squad. Just call him for the Flash. Right. Right, and then not to mention uh, the character that would really, really need some work and some love and some shine would be Thomas Blake, because you'd have mm -hmm. to be able to do the flashbacks of him being that fat, degenerate douchebag and then going to Africa to basically live wildly and remaking himself. Mm -hmm. I, it would be, I, I think it would be a wonderful way to have like the ragtag Suicide Squad feel, but with a lot better writing and a oh, serialized... Yeah series and not skinny waller right and they're leaning so hard hey we respect viola davis in this house um but no 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 but, 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 but she but she is the compromise of like she fits perfectly of waller and oh. has the edge of waller but like she I isn't just yeah. skinny waller i forgot that waller was on air i'm sorry i thought you were trying to say oh no 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 viola i would davis. never disrespect the viola no no oh no honey oh no but I mean, the the CW has been leading hard, get, leaning hard Gail Simone for a while now because you know they bring in Ryan Choi, who is one of her creations. Ryan's daughter's name is Simone. I noticed that. 
And in the episode with Ragdoll, um, the law firm that gets robbed is G. Simone and Associates. I love that. So, like, you know, just go full Gale. Just bring in the secret safe. Please. Please. If you guys could give me the speech where they're on the slave island and Banshee tells Wonder Woman to go fuck yourself, you never were in the struggle, and then just make her foam at the mouth. I need it. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) And honestly, like, I just want to see Scandal whoop everybody's ass. And that would be punch cool. Bane in the neck with a knife for trying to be yeah. dad all the damn time. Especially with how crappy Vinyl Savage was, bringing in Scandal to just, re- just redeem him would be amazing. I mean, I would love that. In the uh, hell, even in the first season of Legends, where we do get Vandal's daughter in the future, that is theoretically supposed to be Scandal, but they didn't like the name. Gail has talked about that before. Uh, is that theoretically speaking it is supposed to be inspired by Scandal Savage but they didn't like that her name was Scandal because Scandal and Bane. Oh, it hurts. That's rude. Just imagine if they had Simone's Secret Six show and the very first episode is the fucking straight up go to heaven free card. Fuck that arc was so gnarly. (laughs) See, I I like that we're starting to dig in more into comic stuff because now with this new format we can do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now Travis just got excited because the idea of talking about Gail Simone is not like well, Secret Six would be amazing for him. Well, Catman, okay, I, I'm a huge Batman fan. You guys already know that, but Catman is another because re- he's so he's supposed to be a joke, and then Gail Simone turned him into this serious like I want to be Thomas Blake, not pre transformation, post transformation Thomas Blake. Have you uh, read any of the Golden Age Catman? I have not. I I did for my for my first op-ed, the the Catman case study. Isn't it just wild? Like from what he is now to what he was, yeah. I'm trying it's... to seduce Batwoman, bro. <sighs> what I need is I need modern Catman and modern Batwoman to have to team up for something. That would be the perfect way to like bring him in and just do that. It would, and and make him to where they're both fighting Cheshire, just for added effect. Ooh, like, yes, yes. And Cheshire can play at the heartstrings of both Batwoman and Catman because that's what Cheshire does. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Did you see that they're bringing in Nocturna for Batwoman? What? Say what? Yeah, they're actually doing Nocturna from Andreco's run. That's awesome. So, like, and she is a legit vampire. Like, they are going full down the road of Batwoman's supernatural route. Okay. Well, we 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 done sat here and geeked out and, and and rambled and argued. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up for you folks. Don't forget that you can catch this this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Except for SoundCloud, we don't support SoundCloud. Um, you can listen to this pod. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. I forget that I do the spiel for two different shows, so my, my stuff's backwards. And you can uh, check out the website on comicsground.com. Uh, Put some hyphens between those words. Check out all of our reviews, previews, solicitations, op-eds, all that good stuff. And follow the website on Twitter and Instagram at on comics ground. So, Travis, what is your closing statement of the return of panel to panel? You know what it's gonna uh, be. 
<laughs> um, Wade Slilson is better in Arrow. <laughs> Deadpool don't go here, but I. Hey, I said Slilson. They're different people. <laughs> Mary, what is your closing statement for the return of Panel to Panel? I can't. <laughs> is that your closing statement? You can't? Oh, yeah, I, I can't with you, too. I swear to God. And um, yeah, Birds of Prey in theaters February 7th. Get your tickets when they go on sale. And I don't know. Okay, Diamonds yeah. are a girl's best friend. That song is catchy. Yes, it is. Oh uh, Yeah, it's going to be the death of Roman Sionis as an actual mobster. I promise you. Yes. <laughs> All I know um, is that there are attractive women, and Renee Montoya and Rosie Perez can still get it. Yeah, I'm just a cisgendered straight male, but Mary, that's my language. I don't know about that, but I. You watch the beginning of Do the Right Thing, and then you go to Birds of Prey, and still sexy. Both of them still sexy. Did you just say Do the Right Thing? You just earned so many damn points. I like, Holy shit. I like Bro, you don't even know. Mary has earned her black card tenfold multiple oh, times. No. You don't even know. Like, trust Bro. me. We're going to have to have Thank some God for the lips. Thank God for the nipples. Like, oh. Man. So, we, trust me, we'll have to have some conversations. Because you, you, you need to know things. All right, we will catch you. I'm also my closing statement, as always. Support your local comic book shop. Um, Arrow is dead, thank God. And we will catch you folks next time right here on Pound Tail. <laughs> uh, peace out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>